in my own personal journey of trying to be more respectful of the flowers and where they come from, love the idea that they are grown locally. We are trying to honor the product and the earth as best we can. The Seattle Wholesale Growers Market is actually one of the reasons why I felt that like I could move from New York City. And when I came to visit, I was like, oh, ooh, ah. It was truly a magical experience. For that reason, I felt like, okay, I can move to Seattle. I feel comfortable in that space. And they are really like my family. Like, I love the staff. Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 625. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 850 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S. supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgrowflowers.com. And thank you to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at longfield-gardens.com. Today we have a fun episode to share with you, and the timing is perfect to welcome Kristen Griffith Vanderyat to the Slow Flowers podcast. Kristen first appeared on the podcast in July 2020 when he was also appearing on the small screen as head judge and breakout star on The Big Flower Fight, which was airing on Netflix. He's the owner of Seattle-based design studio Wild Bloom and is author of a brand new inspirational floral design book called Flower Love. The subtitle is Lush Floral Arrangements for the Heart and Home, and this book was released yesterday, Tuesday, August 29th. I was lucky enough to receive an advanced copy, and I invited Kristen to record an episode to talk about it and share with you. He recently came over to my home and garden, and we recorded an interview about the book, which you'll hear today. And then Kristen grabbed his Fisker's clippers and harvested floral and foliage elements from the Slow Flowers Cutting Garden. What a treat for me to see what ingredients drew his attention and what he created with My Garden Roses, Dahlias, Echinacea, and Cotinus. It was a spectacular arrangement and really reflected his aesthetic beautifully. Kristen has been named a top floral designer by Harper's Bazaar. He and his floral designs have been featured in Vogue, O Magazine, Women's Wear Daily, Town & Country, Traditional Home, New York Magazine, People, Martha Stewart Weddings, and The Knot. And his work has been seen on Good Morning America and the E! Network. With stunning photography of 45 arrangements, 
visual step-by-step instructions, and a unique geometric approach to floral design, Kristen's new book, Flower Love, is an empowering and joyful resource for anyone who wants to add fanciful floral whimsy to their everyday life. Let's jump in and get started with the interview, and you can watch Kristen's design demonstration at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 625. Hello, Kristen. Hi. Thank you for coming over to Play With Flowers. (laughs) Thank you. Congratulations on Flower Love. This book, oh my gosh, it comes out next week, right? Two weeks on the 29th. Oh my gosh. I know. It is a force, a beautiful book. (gasps) Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. It's hard to believe that it is real. Well, Truly. you know, you have been on the podcast before. We will share the link to your past uh, episode, which we recorded right when Big Flower Fight was mm-hmm. blown up and yeah. during COVID, and we all mm-hmm. watched, binged it completely. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. More than once. <laughs> um, so, so that was about three years ago. So mm-hmm. let's introduce the book to people and, and your, like, your <laughs> story of how this book came together and what is your philosophy? Um. This is Flower Love. It's here. It's my baby. Truly, I feel like I birthed this book um, from my brain, which is a wacky place to be, and now it's all here in this book. This book came about because I wanted to create something that really demystified the process of floral design. I remember when I was trying to break into the industry. I am not a formally trained florist. I didn't go to any fancy school. I taught myself. Um, and along the way, I was lucky enough to surround myself with brilliant artists who are much better than I am. And so I learned from them and adapted and sort of took any information that worked for me and then created my own sort of style. And that's what is in this book. Um, I do feel like that. I feel that there's a distinct aesthetic here yeah. that uh, is like the through line to everything you yes. design. Yeah. It's not copying someone else's. I mean, right. there's certain things, obviously, you're using yeah. the same flowers that they yeah. use and the same faces. Yeah, I'm just going to put it right here. It's, it's heavy. Cool. We might have you open it up a little bit. <laughs> sure. Show some face. Um, but, but how do you describe you, your style? When we were out in the garden cutting, you said mm-hmm. you tend to go toward sing, singular color palettes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Monochromatic color palettes are just easier for my brain to digest. Mm-hmm. I have a very short attention span, and so I need to be wowed very quickly. I need things to be very um, digestible. I need things to make their point immediately. Otherwise, I'm gonna miss. <laughs> I'm gonna miss it and move on. Yeah, it's very graphic. Like yes. you see every element. Yes, and um, maybe that's just what you're trying to say. Is that, yeah. Um, like, for example, the design on the cover, it isn't yeah. monochromatic per se. It's two colors. Mm-hmm. But you see every element, and you can re- it reads so beautifully. Exactly, yes. It, it, it feels light. It feels airy. And that's really the driving force behind a lot of my color selection is how it makes me feel, mm-hmm. how it should feel. I talk a lot in the book about crafting a color story. And the color story is the visual interpretation of your feelings, of your thoughts, of your experience. And so this particular arrangement on the cover, um, which is called Sky, uh, has a very strong sense memory 
for me and sort of my journey as a human, as an artist, as a person. And so I wanted it to have that representation. And though when you hear the word sky, you're like, okay, obviously, <laughs> blue clouds, very that. But it requires you to lean in. It requires you to lean in and ask the questions, what is that? Why is that? And that's what um, I wanted all of the arrangements in the book to evoke. How many arrangements are in the book? 45, oh my I believe. It's like a I know. It was a year's worth of arrangements. I wanted everything in so the show book. Us some of the yeah, I wanted everything in the book to be seasonal. So, and by seasonal, I mean all of them. <laughs> all of the seasons. I wanted. This is one of my favorites. Oh, I love that. Oh, I love that one. Yeah. It's so fun. So joy, and this, so this is an intro. This is probably the most color combination in the entire book that you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I sort of just. That's extreme. Yeah, oh, for me? Oh, it's extra. This yeah. is extra. Yeah. This is extremely extra. Um, but that was sort of how you introduced your color theory. Correct, yeah. correct. It's, it's how I introduce the arrangements because each section of the arrangements goes through the rainbow. Okay. It goes red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. The Voyage Biv. Voyage Biv. And so each one of the arrangements, you know, was just a different week. In my life. Also, you did take it, you kind of take that as a departure point because sometimes you're like red, you're into mm-hmm. maroon or blue uh-huh. or yes. wine. You're kind yeah. of It's, it's the spectrum. Okay. I never have been able to see color as one thing. It's always a spectrum, mm-hmm. which I think is very representative of life yeah. and humanity. Yeah. Um, nothing is able to fit into its own box. I'm on a spectrum, you're on a spectrum, in terms of like where you fit in the greater sort of world of personalities. We're not one thing, we're dynamic. Well, it's back to what you said about the emotional connection with Mm -hmm. flowers and that Mm -hmm. that it has to have some, for you to do a design like Sky, it had to have some deeper meaning. Yeah, yeah. So in... In approaching that, for say someone who's a beginner, yes. where would you tell them to start? I would tell them to start with this book because I give you different levels. There's a beginner level, there's an intermediate level, there's an advanced level, there's an expert level. For every, every project. For, for, throughout, for every color. Oh, okay. For every color. There isn't... Uh, like say this arrangement, do it in it in an intermediate or an advanced okay. or a beginner way. But there's something for everyone in this book, and I can't emphasize enough that the point of this book is not for you to make a carbon copy of the pictures you see in this book. The point of this book is for you to dive into flowers in order to dive into yourself. It's a way. This is just a Rope, it is a tether for you to hold on to so you can take care of yourself better. Um, And if we're taking care of ourselves better, that means we have to love ourselves and honor ourselves. And in honoring ourselves, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same, and I don't want to be the same. I want you to show up in these arrangements. I just give you a guide. I give you a recipe. But I want you to show up. When I made this wreath, here, which I, I call Day Glow. I love that so much. I know, I love it too. Single ingredient uh-huh. design. Yeah. 
Yes, but it has everything you need because it gives you texture, it gives you form, it gives you movement, it gives you life. It just, um, it had everything I needed and it took me 10 minutes to make. So easy. Um, But that sort of thing is like, bring yourself to the space. If you want to add something to this, you're like, oh, I need to put some uh, dried lemon slices on this. Do it. Like, make it your own. That is okay. that's what I want people to do. So talk about the journey of how this book came to be. Oh, I know. You asked me that question already. I never no, got okay. to it. I mean, I'm a book person, so I'm curious. <laughs> um, did this start, the seeds of this start during uh, the filming of Big Flower Fight? Or did that I, spawn it? That's a great question. Um, I wanted to write a book. I had always known that I wanted to have a book or write a book. The initial iteration of this was a coffee table book. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I know myself. I know how I am as an imbiber of information. I'm not an avid reader of informational text. So I was like, I just want a coffee table book. I want it to be just beautiful flowers. And then I realized, oh, well, I have ideas and I have more to to share and I have a voice. So then it sort of became an instructional manual. Uh, manual. But then I wanted to combine the two. Yeah. So the way that I described it to my editor when we were talking about the book is I said, I want it to be for the person who never reads a word of this book. If you never read one single word in this book, I want it to be beautiful. I want you to display it. I want you to feel like you can turn to any page and wham, there's something gorgeous for you to see. You don't even need to read any of this. But if you decide you want to read this, I want to be full of um, information, humor, and warmth. I want it to be unexpected. I didn't want to just read it and have it be, you do this, you do that. I want it to be like surprisingly funny. It is funny. Thank you. Totally comes through. (laughs) I'm so glad they didn't edit that out. I yes, I'm glad too. And you've kind of bring the reader along, like in conversations. So you're telling tales on yourself. Yes. Saying, you know, I'm not perfect and I make mistakes and, yeah. and um, I take shortcuts or yeah. whatever. And you're encouraging yeah. them to just not be so uptight about it. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I feel like is a real feature yeah. of our industry is that in, at least in my experience, yeah. I can only speak from my experience, um, that there's a preciousness surrounding flowers. And I can understand why they are precious. They are something to be revered. But within that, it can be very cold and off-putting. And for someone looking to break into it, it's not the most inviting energy. So I really wanted to, again, demystify, break down those walls and tell people that, like, yes, this is for you. You don't need to be me in order to enjoy flowers. You can just do it on your terms, on your own terms. And so I really just wanted it to be, you know, this is actually one of my favorites. Oh, periwinkle. That is a great example of what you just said about Yeah. The color palette. Yeah. It's only two. There's only two wow. ingredients in there. It's uh, sweet peas and... And I'm going to I'm gonna completely oh. ruin the pronunciation. I say cineglossum. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's the correct that's right. yeah. words. Cineglossum. Um, and the variety is firmament. Oh, so 
I know. Thank you. When I saw these flowers, I was like, oh, I got to do something with those. And that's really how a lot of the designs in this worked. I did not plan. I did not plan on saying, I'm going to be doing a white roses arrangement with white sweet peas, with white Tweedia. I did not do that to myself because I know, also know myself and I know that sometimes you go into a creative space with one idea and you come out with a completely different idea. So the only planning that I did is I knew that I wanted to have sections for the arrangements. I knew I needed to have eight red or like seven orange. And I shot and filmed probably close to a hundred arrangements and they did not make the cut for one reason or another, just being like, it, well, the book like couldn't be this big. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you'll, you'll use that photography for some other reason. Right, sure. yeah. Uh, because, it, you, yes, you wrote it, but you also art directed and create, you were the creative director on it. And I photographed it too. Oh my goodness. It was a one person job. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I photographed it, styled it, art directed it, creative directed it, wrote it. Yes. Well, it was also, I wrote this during the pandemic. Okay. So you were kind of not Mm -hmm. able to have a crew or or you Mm -mm. had to be by yourself. I had to be myself. And my youngest son was born in 2021 in the middle of me writing this. So you were at home. I was writing this at home with him in the corner. During nap time. Not during nap time. At all times with him running around or like crawling, getting into things. I, I wrote this at 2 a.m. I wrote this at 5 a.m. Anytime I could yeah. to sit yeah. down and get it out. Um, yeah. What I really appreciated about it is the amount of love you shared with the flower farmers and mm-hmm. the whole section in the back. Of, yeah. You did an interview and a yeah. kind of a story about the Seattle yeah. Silk Road. Yes. Market. Is that where primarily you That's shot? where all of the product, wow. all of the product came from there. There, the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market is actually one of the reasons why I felt that like I could move from New York City. I started as a florist. In New York City, and we all know that their flower market is like world renowned. It's absolutely incredible. You can get everything you need and some. And when I came to visit Seattle, I went and was like, well, can I live here? Like, what are the flowers doing here? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, make the decision for the right reason. Yeah, like, let's go do some research. And this was when they were in their first location, mm-hmm. their early location. Oh, it was, yes, it was like a, a behind another building and you had to be there at like 5 a.m. and they would ring a bell. And it was really an experience. And I went and I was here for one of my best friend's weddings and she said, can you do the flowers, please? And I was like, well, this is a good opportunity for me to check it out. And I went and I was like, oh, ooh, oh. It was truly a magical experience. And for that reason, I felt like, okay, I can move to Seattle. I feel comfortable in that space. And they're really like my family. Like, I love the staff. They're so helpful. They're so wonderful. It was was so heartwarming for me to read that. And, you know, thanks to people by name who really probably saw you week in and week out during the pandemic. Multiple times a week, sometimes. and really took care of me and continue to take care of me. And, but it's not just me. They take care of everybody. Yeah, they do. They, it's a unique 
special experience. Um, and so I wanted to honor that. I also, in my own personal journey of trying to be more respectful of the flowers and where they come from, love the idea that they are grown locally in the United States. We are helping our economy. We are helping our environment. We are <clears throat> trying to honor the product and the earth as best we can. And so I wanted to feature that um, as well. You mentioned that in the book. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that, you know, if I'm not in, you know, uh, Wichita somewhere, <laughs> I'm not going to go to a big, you know, wholesale house. You got to do what you got to do. Right. But if I can. There was market in Wichita. Amazing. Right. If, and if there is, amazing. But I, if I can, I wanted to really uplift and support them yeah. as much as they can. I really just wanted to tell you how much that meant to me. And I know, I don't even know if they've seen the book yet or not. I don't know if they have either. But so <laughs> I'll take them. I'll take them. Hopefully they'll sell it at the, the shop they should. too. They should. Um, anything else you want to say about the book? Because otherwise we're going to jump over and do a design demo. Oh, sure. Um, I would say that this book is probably more than what it looks like. <laughs> it's, it's, a lot of it's a lot of pages. It's more than what it looks like. Um, it has something for everyone. And it really is a gateway to yourself is what I want to be. It was a gateway for, my, for me to learn about myself as well. I didn't walk into this um, process being like I know all the answers. And I still don't. I think that's sort of the point of this book is to remind everyone that like as an artist, we don't know all the answers. You don't need to know all the answers. The point is, is that as long as you are creating and doing things for yourself as a form of self-care, there are no wrong answers. I pick up that, on that <clears throat> sentiment on your Instagram posts mm -hmm. all the time. Do you think it's because of your background in um Psychology. I was say, yeah. your master's degree? It was in psychology, okay, yeah. yeah. So you, you kind of see how relevant uh -huh. flowers are for your mental right. health. Right, yeah. I think that everything I do, <clears throat> I sort of look from a lens of like, how is this serving me? Like, how is this actually helping me? It's I will go you. do, filling you up, I will go flower for free behind a dumpster if it is serving me. If it's like filling me up, like you just said, in the way that I need to be... Um, love and I need to feel in that moment, I'll go do it. I'll go, you don't have to pay me, I'll just go do it. I, it's never been about um, the end goal. It's always been about the process mm -hmm. and the journey. I think that's because I come from a place where I had to do a lot of surviving at a very young age. Um, and when you do that and you come from that place, you really appreciate um, the silence, you appreciate the uneventful things in life, and you appreciate the things that allow you to feel the most in touch and most, and the most authentic version of yourself. And this has just happened to be one of those things that I stumbled upon, but floral now, design. Now it's a gift for, I mean, all your followers and people who are now going to just discover you through this book to feel like, um, they feel encouraged. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Because yeah. I really want you to be able to feel like you can do do this and do anything. Maybe pick this book up and you're like, flowers are not for me. But I do like drying them. Mm -hmm. And maybe that becomes your thing. Like, 
if you are able to grow and become more of who you are meant to be and who you've always aspired to be, then I've done my job. Thank you so much, Kristen. <laughs> Yay! Thank you for coming over. You harvested flowers. Ah! Now I'm going to ask you to make a little arrangement. Oh, I'm so nervous. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to check our show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 625. There you'll find links to details on Kristen's upcoming Seattle book launch party, which is August 31st, that's tomorrow, (laughs) and links to ordering your copy of Flower Love. Thank you to our next sponsor, Rooted Farmers. Rooted Farmers works exclusively with local growers to put the highest quality specialty cut flowers in floral customers' hands. When you partner with Rooted Farmers, you are investing in your community and you can expect a commitment to excellence in return. Learn more at rootedfarmers.com. Next week, we'll resume our 10-year anniversary celebration that's been ongoing. As we celebrate the award-winning Slow Flowers podcast, we'll feature another past guest who originally appeared in year five. I can't wait to share that episode with you. And thank you to Johnny's Selected Seeds, an employee-owned company that provides our industry with the best flower, herb, and vegetable seeds supplied to farms large and small and even to backyard cutting gardens like mine. Find the full catalog of flower seeds and bulbs at johnnysseeds.com. I love all this floral goodness, and I'm so happy you joined me today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than one million times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowerssociety.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one vase at a time. Thanks so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.